The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. Live from the WGBB studios in Merrick, New York, this is Sports Talk New York. Good evening and hello again, everybody. Welcome to Sports Talk New York on WGBB here in Merrick, Long Island, New York. I am Bill Donahue. I'm taking you through the first hour tonight on this 19th day of March 2023, in case you're just waking up. Our engineer, Brian Graves, is with us as always right across the way, and I'm happy to welcome you aboard tonight. Glad you can be with us. Got a great show lined up for you, as always. Leading off, we will speak with the former New York Net great and candidate for the Naismith Hall of Fame class of 2023. Bill Melchioni will join us. And then in the second half, we will welcome in former Islanders forward Jason Blake. He'll be with us. So sit back, relax. Get comfortable, enjoy this edition of Sports Talk New York. We've got some great people, some great sports talk ahead. As always, I'd like to speak to you about social media. May I do that? Thank you. As always, before we begin, I invite you to follow us on Facebook. We're out there. Stop and give us a look and give us a like. And you can follow us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, at WGBB Sports Talk. You can follow me on Twitter, at B. Donahue, WGBB. And all past shows can be heard on our website at am1240wgbb.com. If you miss one, don't worry. They're out there. Listen to them at your leisure. Well, our first guest, three-time ABA All-Star, one of only four players to win NBA and ABA championships. We, of course, remember him as a net. He's had his number 25 retired by the Brooklyn Nets. And as I mentioned earlier, he is a candidate for the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame up there in Springfield, Massachusetts, class of 2023. We'd like to welcome in tonight Bill Melchione. Bill, good evening. Good evening, Bill. How are you tonight? We're very, we're very good here, Bill. Thank you. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you aboard. Uh, I would like to talk to you about uh, growing up in Jersey. Uh, you won two state championships uh, with Bishop Eustace right. Prep out in Pensacola Township. Who were your sports heroes uh, when you were young, Bill? Well, growing up in Philadelphia, there was uh, you know obviously Philadelphia was a huge uh, you know outside of Philadelphia in, Jer- in Jersey mm-hmm. Philadelphia area. I mean, uh, you had a lot, you had the Warriors there. So you had Guy Rogers, uh, you know, you look at Tom Cole, you had Wilp, uh, yeah. Paul Harris, and, and then in college, you go down a, a whole laundry list of guys. Uh, and so, uh, just being in that area, I was exposed to, uh, a lot of really good basketball. And that sort of, uh, piqued my history piqued my interest in mm-hmm. uh, in playing. When as a kid, you play a lot of sports, but uh, uh, basketball. Well, I, I was small to begin small to begin with. I mean, when I graduated eighth grade, I was five two and I weighed a hundred pounds. So 
wasn't going to be a football player and could hit the ball out of the infield in baseball. So <laughs> basketball became something I sort of uh, tended to do. Okay, yeah, I can understand that, Bill. Now, you had a very successful career with the Villanova Wildcats. Tell us about uh, uh, your 1966 NIT. Uh, you, you finished third place in the tournament, but you were voted MVP. A very good career at Villanova. Well, you know, it's uh, you talk about that. You know, my junior year, which my, my sophomore year, we uh, we we lost to Duke uh, down in North uh, down in uh, in North Carolina, and they ended up going to the uh, finals and got beat by UCLA. And uh, that I think was probably the best team I played on with uh, Wally Jones and Jimmy Washington and Richie Moore. You know, the next year, my junior year, we were invited to the uh, uh, NCAA and turned it down. Oh. And we went to the NIT. Um, I think we would have won it. I got sick, only played uh, half the game against St. John's. Of five. Maybe, it was, maybe it was Destiny. That was Lapchus last year. And oh, I think okay. my senior year, we were, you know, we were – so-so team, I think they did us a favor by inviting us in, and we were fortunate to win some games, and I had a pretty good tournament and won the MVP. In fact, I was, you know, in a, you know back then they had consolation games, so I played a consolation game, hanging around watching the final game, and towards the end of the final game, again, Brigham Young was beating NYU, and towards the end of the game, I started, I was, Walked outside. I was almost outside of the uh, the garden. Some guy came and grabbed me and said, "You got to come back in. You won the most valuable player." <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "No, you're no, I didn't. I kept walking. He <laughs> kept grabbing me, pulled me back in. So, yeah. So that was uh, at that time. Uh, there was only one other guy that, that had done that, which is it, it, he's obviously a great." Was a great player and had suffered a very, uh, very tragic death. Uh, Maurice Stokes was the only other mm-hmm. player at that time. Yes. Uh, before that. So, you know, my college, it was a great experience for me college-wise to, to, you know, back then the NIT had a lot, you know, the NCAA only took, uh, I think 20 some teams and so there was a lot of really good teams that were playing in the NIT. Right. Yeah. That was a big tourney back then, Bill. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, you graduated from Villanova, uh, 19th pick overall by the 76ers in the 66 NBA draft. Uh, you immediately become a key reserve on the 76er team. Some great names that, that, uh, my basketball cards come well, to Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you, there's a bunch of, uh, you, you know, you, you can start at the top of Wilt. Right. Any conversation up one of the all time great players, uh, you know, Wilt Chamberlain's in that list, but, uh, you know, we had, Al Greer uh, is a Hall of Famer. Chet Walker is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Billy Cunningham was a substitute. Imagine that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's a Hall of Famer. And uh, then we had Luke Jackson and Wally Jones and Matty Lucas. So, um, you know, that was – and growing up in the area, get drafted by your hometown team, and, uh, and winning a championship was uh, – you know, that was uh, – you, know, you couldn't ask anything more than that. No, wonderful. And then the second year, unfortunately, you know, we lost to the Celtics in the semifinals. We're up three games to one. Uh, 
But Tuttingham had broken his arm in the previous uh playoff uh playoffs against the uh playoff games against the Knicks. So we didn't have him and I think without with uh with, if we had had him there would be no question that uh we would have won uh two cha- two championships. Two in a row. That uh, that's right, yeah. Bill. Yeah, and and even your coach, you had Alex Hannum as a coach, a, a great NBA coach, uh, who went on to be a great coach in the ABA as well. Yeah, he did. He showed up at Denver after mm-hmm. I was there. Yeah, now, you know, Alex, Alex. Alex was a tough guy. Uh, you know, he didn't. Um, one of the things he did was, I think. You know, if you look at Wilt's numbers all through the years. It was pretty much. You know, it was all about Wilt, and I think that you know, one of the things that Alex did was convince Wilt that, uh, listen, he had a, we had a lot of you have a lot of really good players here, and it doesn't all have to be about you. Uh, and even though Wilt scored a lot of points and rebounded, I mean, my second year there, he led the league in assists. Uh, he realized that uh, there was other players. Could, uh, could do a lot of things, uh, but you know we. That, that, you look at that those players. I mean, it was a great honor for me to be playing with those guys. A wonderful team, Bill. Yeah, and uh, as you say, uh, Alex had to conv- convince Wilt you don't have to go out and score a hundred every night. Uh, well, he averaged fifty points. Yeah, <laughs> right. That, that's not too bad. Yeah, like twenty-eight rebounds. So yeah, yeah, we did. We didn't need you to get 50. Some nights we needed you to get, uh, you know, 30-some, but other nights we just need you to rebound and pass the ball. So, yeah. Now, now it's 69-70, Bill. You come to the upstart ABA. You join the Nets, the New York Nets, folks, that was back then. Uh, three-time All-Star. You lead the league in assists multiple times. And, of course, two more championships. Now, there you meet some other guys uh, with certainly illustrious careers, Rick Barry and a young Dr. J. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny how I got to the Nets. I, after my second year, I was put in the, uh, you know, there were, there were teams that were expanding, and I got picked in the expansion draft by uh, Phoenix. And, you know, I just, it's, uh, you talk about how money is now. I mean, I was making uh Fourteen thousand dollars at that time, and I basically flew out on my own dime to Phoenix to see uh, if this is something I want to do. In fact, I brought my wife with me, and uh, you know, Jerry Colangelo at that time was the general manager, and he said, mm-hmm. uh, "Now we're going to pay everybody the same salary they had from where they came from." And so I said, "You know, I make fourteen thousand dollars at a move." I had two kids at that time. I was going to have to move out to Phoenix. And I said, uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So I, I was basically going to sit out. I mean, I had, I went and got a job. I was, uh, and, uh, and, you know, Phoenix wouldn't give up my rights. So I was tied with Phoenix. But then I got a call, um, oh, I guess right after the first of the year or maybe a little bit later than that, that, uh, uh, Louis was going to be leaving St. John's and he was going to be coaching the Nets and asked me if I would come up there and play. 
he said he was going to coach at St. John's for one more year. So I said, uh, yeah, that works for me. Mm-hmm. And ironically, uh, two months later, I got a call from Larry Costello, uh, who at that time was a teammate of mine, uh, teammate, had been a teammate of mine in the Sixers, asking me if I would come out and play with the Milwaukee Bucks, who had just drafted uh, Jabbar, and they had Oscar there. Right. And I told him, no, I told Louie I was going to come to the Nets, so... Yeah, that's how I ended up. That's how I ended up at, 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 at Long Island. Yeah, and uh, you played for Louis Carnesecca, another Hall of Famer yeah. along the road. Bill, uh, we're speaking yeah. with Bill Melchioni tonight on the program, and uh, two more championships, as I said. Uh, right. Rick Barry, Doctor J, uh, more great ball players. They draft Brian Taylor. Now, I wanted to ask you this. They draft Brian Taylor. You were starting. Uh, you become a mentor to young Brian Taylor. He, he and I, uh, he's been on the show a couple of times, and he had mentioned to me that Bill was my mentor. Tell us a little bit about working with Brian Taylor. Well, you know, Brian was an extremely talented player. I mean, uh, not only physically, uh, but, you know, uh, playing in that Princeton system, he understood basketball. But, uh, you know, I just, you know, I, I think when I had obviously been in the league a number of years and been around a little bit, and you know, I and I was the captain of the team, and you sort of take that upon yourself to, uh, to try and mentor guys. You know, some guys don't give a darn. I mean, you know, they're just all about themselves. Uh, you know, I, you know, what could you do for me? But Brian was the type of guy, you know, I talked to him about guys that he would be playing against, you know, things he had to do to make himself a better player, uh, you know, how he, how he should, uh, you know, run a team and, and things like that. And, you know, I just all think that's part of, of, uh, of as being a good teammate is you try, some guys, as I said, some guys aren't receptive to it, and Bryant was very receptive to it. And I, uh, I appreciate what he said, and I'm, I'm glad he took it in the in the right way. Yes, he did, certainly did, Bill. And uh, you, you mentioned, uh, well, it must have been great going from the Island Garden to the Coliseum. Well, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, going from you got, you got that right, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like night and day. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you, got, you, you mentioned. Yeah, played, yeah. Go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. I played a better high school arena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, Bill. Well, you know, you're, you're around. The Island Garden is still there. Well, I know. I moved. I mean, I moved out of Garden City uh, about uh, ten years ago. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I know it's uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a basketball facility. Yeah, I know. I, I'm well aware it's still there. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh and it's amazing that they actually had we actually had games in there and uh the- but you know the whole thing about it is uh you know as it was you know we, we had a bunch of guys that uh, uh were good basketball players that wanted to play and uh and they gave a lot of guys opportunities to play and i was fortunate obviously to play with rick there for one year before mm-hmm. we moved into the coliseum and uh and uh, so, 
to me that you know sometimes you forget where you're playing. You're just glad you're playing basketball. So you you mentioned Bill. You had your wife. You had your kids uh, on Long Island. So no hanging out at the Salty Dog for you. Is that right? Oh, not true. <laughs> uh, <you know>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, we well, obviously uh, you know it was uh, Billy Paltz was a part owner. Really. Right. Yeah. That would be a um, you know after game you know after games uh, spot sometimes to go over. Yeah, because you play games, you know it's. Uh, it's kind of hard sometimes to unwind, and uh, you know you just just even though you've, you you might have played a bunch of games, just your body is not attuned to just going home and going you know, going to going sleep. To bed. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you know you go over there, and you know you maybe get a, a liquid libation of some sort and <laughs> something to eat, and, and you go to bed. Yeah, and then head home. Talk, uh, uh, and, that and the uh, Wheatley Hills Tavern I used to go to. Ah, all right, yeah. yeah, yeah, good, good spots. Yeah. Now, now you actually became uh, general manager of the Nets for for a couple of years. Yeah, I was the general manager for two years, and uh, you know the leagues merged, and, right? And uh, and you know, four teams came in. Obviously, we were on the four teams. In fact, that was the last, my last year. I was a playing assistant coach, and I had a 500 record. Uh, Kevin Lockery got suspended for two games, and I coached one game in St. Louis, and we lost in overtime. And then Kate coached the second game at home when I won. So I, my record is 500, which not bad. No, good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then after the leagues merged, uh, you know, I I could have still played, uh, but at that time, Roy Bo came to me and asked if I would be interested in being the general manager, and uh, if I knew what was going to transpire after that, I probably would not accept. I definitely would not accept the job, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, I thought we were going. You know, we were going to have a a, a pretty good team because I thought we had the best player in basketball, and uh, but obviously we end up not having the best basketball player in basketball. Right. And um, you know, I was only on the job for about a month, and uh, Roy decided to trade Doctor J. So mm-hmm. uh, that changed. That changed changed the Nets immeasurably for a long time, Bill. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Roy also, uh, Brian Taylor's contract was up. Roy didn't want to pay him what, you know, what he, what Brian wanted and what Brian could get elsewhere. Uh, cause he, you know, he still had a, he was still negotiating with Doc, I think, and, Anyhow, I ended up trading, uh, the SBA to trade him. And I ended up trading him to, uh, Kansas City for Tiny Archibald. And the mm-hmm. only reason we were able to do that trade is, uh, Tiny Archibald, even though he had, uh, uh, was, was getting a significant amount of money, the majority of it was deferred. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah. the actual cash outflow was not as not as not that great, so uh, 
but unfortunately, we had to give up a first-round draft choice along with Brian Taylor. And, uh, you know, when you lose Doc, uh, then the first-round draft choice became um, much more important. Right. Uh, Tough. Yeah. But I always say, you know, it would have been – I don't know how many games we would have won, but if you had Doc and Tony Archibald, every place we played would have been sold out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, two two great names right there, Bill. You're right. Bill Melchioni with us tonight on Sports Talk New York. Now, Bill, you've had your jersey 25 retired by Villanova. Uh, you were you were voted number 15 on a, a list of 25 all-time Nets, and the Nets have retired your number 25 only, and they've only retired six jerseys. And for those folks keeping score, that's Drazen Petrovic, Jason Kidd. Super John Williamson, of course, the doctor, and Buck Williams. So quite an honor, Bill. Yeah, uh, that's another story. You know, I got a call from the Nets. I was working at that time after I left the Nets as general manager. I, you know, I was working down on Wall Street, and I got a call from the Nets office from a, from somebody I didn't know, a, a name I didn't recognize. I said he was selling some of the Nets office. But the day he called was April 1st, April <laughs> Fool's Day. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said, we're, 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 we're playing. And he called me like in, uh, I guess it was January or so, and said, uh, we'd like to uh, 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 retire your jersey, and the date that the hope works for you is April 1st. I hung up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hung up on the guy. And he oh man! But I, you know, I was very fortunate. I mean, I played with, uh, as you mentioned before, I played with Rick Barry. I played with uh, with Dr. J. Uh, you know, I played with uh, John Williamson. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Billy Paltz, uh, uh Brian Taylor. Uh, you know, when you when you play with uh, with a lot of really good players, uh, you know that you, you know you you tend to be you, you hopefully you you pick up your game and you tend to up uh, being successful. And so, having played with those guys is very helpful in what what happened in my career. Yeah, sure, major major what you were, that's for sure, Bill. Now, the Hall of Fame, class of twenty three. Well, uh, yeah, got to be excited moment. about that. It's the Veterans uh, Committee. You know, no, no, that's. You what? look at the I mean, I don't know. Somebody, I don't know, a couple of people must have put my name up. I don't. I don't think that's a. <laughs> is the, uh, is the ceremony on April first, Bill? Yeah, I. You know, my name. You know, is up. Uh, I, I. I do not. I don't think that's a, a realistic. Uh, uh, Proposition, but it's nice to think that some people think that I'm worthy of that. But uh, sure, you know, I, I had a, I had a good career. Uh, I, I, in all honesty, I don't think it's a, uh, it's a Hall of Fame career. But, uh, uh, but I, but you know, I, I, I think uh, what I accomplished, I'm, I'm proud of, and. Uh, and I hope uh, I gave some people a lot of enjoyment with my play. Do you know what the process is, Bill? What's What's the next step for you in in I this? Have no, I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to look it up, I but I figured I'd rely I on you. 
nobody nobody called me to tell told me my name was on the list and uh and uh no i mean there's uh when you look at the list there's a lot of really, there's a lot of guys really, on there bill yeah really <laughs> a lot of guys a lot i don't know the i don't know the process of how you get your name on the list if you got to get you know i don't know how you how it happens uh but uh you know, it's 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 great for my kids and my grandkids. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean uh, to see it happen, and but yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, thankful for the career I had, and if some people think it was worthy of the Hall of Fame, uh, I appreciate that. But uh, I'm more realistic in saying that uh, I don't think that's. Uh, that's going to happen. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it anyway. What are you doing these days, Bill? Well, nothing. I'm 78 years Atta old. Attaboy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy to get up every morning. Yeah, right. I hear you. Yeah, and I, I live down in Naples, Florida now. Okay. I, uh, I moved, like I said, I think I probably moved out of uh, Garden City about uh, maybe 10, 11 years ago. Uh, I, I moved moved in there when I gave it to play with the Nets and stayed there. And then I moved down to the uh, Villanova area, and and I had a house down here in Naples for a number of years, and we just decided to come down here full-time. So I've been uh, living down here now for the last, I guess, three and a half years full-time. But I still go back to the uh, to see the, you know, the Philadelphia area and see the grandkids do you ever go back to Villanova? Do any uh, inspirational yeah, I, I, speaking? You know, like, or? Well, when, I, when I moved out of uh, when I moved out of uh, uh, Garden City originally, I lived for seven years right near Villanova. Uh, uh, before we came, and then I'd spend my winters down here. And uh, after I retired from working down on Wall Street, I'd spend my winters down here in Naples. But uh, you know we. One of the reasons we did that, my wife's uh, mom was still alive. She was living with her sister, and when and we would help our sister out when you know during the summertime and stuff. And but when her mom passed away about four years ago, we decided to come down here full time. So, but in that time I was up there, I was back at you know I lived around the corner from Villanova, and I mm-hmm. used to be over there a lot. Uh, uh, not so. I mean, I I had a routine. I used to go. You know, walk the track, uh, walk uh, three or four miles on their track, and then go in in, in their practice facility and, uh, and shoot for about twenty minutes. Nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah so keep yourself going. Well, yeah, you know, I could as long as I stayed around the foul line, I could still make shots. But the old <laughs> legs, uh, legs don't. You know, people don't realize how much. Uh, the legs provide the, in your shot. So I, uh, you know, I would, would just shoot. And, but yeah, I mean, I was around there a lot. So I mean, I'm very fortunate to be, to see the success that Bill Novus had. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a good thing to see. You, you won titles, Bill, with, like you said, with, with the great Will Chamberlain, uh, Dr. J. Two of the greatest, probably maybe in the top ten all time, 
uh, players. Absolutely. And the, yeah. the ABA, we love the ABA as kids. Uh, what's not to love? You've got the red, white, and blue ball. You've got the run and gun. you got all these guys jumping to the ABA. Uh, you have the Floridian ball girls. What else do you well, need? When you look at it, when you, when you look at it, you know, people didn't realize, I mean, didn't realize how good the ball basketball was. But right. The leagues merged. The first year that the leagues merged, when they had the All-Star game, uh, there was eight guys from the ABA that were on those All-Star teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of really good players that, you know, that nobody didn't uh, know about. A lot of the guy, a lot of guys that were playing in the NBA, you know, people saw them on TV and so forth. So their hype was a lot greater than their talent. And and you had uh, you had guys make the transition seamlessly to become stars in the NBA. Guys like artist oh, yeah. well, artist Gilmore and oh, you had yeah, 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 bunch of guys. I mean, it, you know, it's. Uh, it was, you know, George Gervin, uh, you know, had all the guys. Right. had this guy from the Indiana. I mean, it's, it, it was, there was a lot of really good, you know, David Thompson, Bobby Jones. I mean, there's a lot of really good, Moses Malone. Right. I mean, there was a lot of really good players. And there was a lot of good players throughout the years. The, mm-hmm. the Roger Browns, I mean, uh, Louis know, Dampier. Uh, <laughs> Louis Dampier, uh, Mel Daniels, McGinnis. Uh, so yeah, it, I mean it was wonderful. People tended to you know because we were playing with a red, white, blue ball. Thought you know it was, we were the Harlem Globetrotters, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <you> know, <laughs> there was a lot of really good players there. There were Bill. Well, Bill, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I thank you for taking time out of your Sunday night to spend it with us back here on Long Island. Uh, I wish you the best, you, you and the family. I hope everything goes all right with the Hoops Hall. We'll keep our eye on that. You're certainly deserving in my book, and I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. My pleasure, Bill, and you have a good rest of the night. You too. That's Bill Melchione, ladies and gentlemen. Up next on Sports Talk New York, we will welcome in former Islander Jason Blake. Stick around, folks. Listening to Sports Talk New York. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 p.m. on Long Island's WGBB. Broadcasting on 95.9 FM and 1240 AM. Or listen live online at WGBBradio.com. Stay connected to Sports Talk New York on WGBB by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WGBB Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk New York on Long Island's WGBB. And now, back to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back with Sports Talk New York on WGBB from beautiful downtown Merrick, Long Island. Excuse me. Something I want to speak about quickly before we move on on the program spring training high gear going on in florida and arizona and the world baseball classic that's in the thick of it as well 
There has been a lot of controversy over the last few days after the season-ending injury to the Mets closer, Edwin Diaz. Of course, the Dodgers have lost Freddie Freeman to injury in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, now Altuve broke his thumb. He'll be out for six to eight weeks. Brandon Nimmo uh, let the WBC go after getting his contract. He said the World Series means more to him than winning the WBC. What I can't, what I can't believe is that some players have actually stated just the opposite, that winning the World Baseball Classic means more to them, <clears throat> excuse me, than winning a World Series. But their teams are paying them millions of dollars to play for them to come out and win a World Series. I, I, I just don't understand it. To me, it's not right if they want to play in this thing, do it in November after the season. That's the time for it, uh, in my opinion, not during spring training. Just wanted to voice my opinion, uh, r- right or wrong. That's the way I feel, folks. Well, our next guest. He played for the Maple Leafs, the Kings, the Ducks, and we, of course, remember him as a New York Islander. He scored 40 goals for the Isles in 2006-2007, and he's been in some tough battles on and off the ice that we'll speak to him about. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show tonight Jason Blake. Jason, good evening. Good evening to you. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. wonderful to have you on board, You're Jason. Very no worries, yeah. no worries. Now, you, you're you're an American. You grew up in Minnesota. Who were your sports heroes when you were a kid up up in the tundra of Minnesota? Well, I mean, I was a big fan of obviously Mike Madonna, um, and then my all-time favorite is Joe Sackick. Um, ah, okay. I know he didn't play in Minnesota, but I I don't know. Growing up to watch him play was was something special and i mean you have a there's a lot of guys obviously wayne gretzky um but there's a lot of guys that you watch growing up that i mean you 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 idolize them and you know i was fortunate one day i got to play against a lot of them right yeah that that's tremendous now you played three seasons for the university of north dakota you won league titles all three years and uh you were real. You were a star on the national championship team. You had a good college career. Yes, thank you so much. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah, I mean, I it was it was one of the best times of my life. Obviously, you know, I grew up in Grand Forks for thirteen years, uh, and before my family, uh, we moved to Moorhead, Minnesota. Um, so I always wanted to play for the Fighting Sioux. Um, I know they're not called that anymore, but uh, uh-huh. it, it was a thrill. I mean, it was it was an absolute. You know, we had so much fun there, and what a great uh, following that North Dakota has uh, fan base. It, it's just a great place to play, and I was fortunate and blessed to to be on some good teams and you know win three league titles and and win a national championship back in 1997. So I mean, it was a it was awesome. Right. Now, you went undrafted, though, Jason. That That's something surprising. You signed as a free agent with uh, one of the teams. I love the, the nickname, uh, one of my favorites in the country, the Orlando Solar Bears, before you, yeah. you signed with the L.A. Kings, play, playing hockey in Orlando. But the, that, that team survives. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. I mean, I didn't yeah. know what to expect. I mean, we lost to Boston College my last year. 
in the regionals, and I actually think Boston College went on to win it that year. Um, but I didn't really know anything about it. I did play with a guy in college, though, Curtis Murphy. Um, he was actually my roommate in college. We lived together, and he was playing there. And and uh, I don't know. It, it was it was a blast. I mean, we fortunately, I mean, I didn't play that many regular season games because um, it was at the end of the year. But we went out, we went on and, and played in the Turner Cup Finals, also, you know, in the IHL kind of the Stanley Cup for the IHL, and we lost to the Houston Arrows. But man, was it fun! And <laughs> You got a taste of living in Orlando or, or Florida in general. What a great spot. Sure, not bad, right? We're speaking with Jason Blake tonight on Sports Talk New York. Now, you, you played only 17 games with the Kings, and then they send you to the Islanders. Uh, how did you feel about coming to New York? Uh, well, I, told you, I was in L.A. for a year and a half. Um, oh yeah, two thousand two thousand one was when you only yeah, played seventeen yeah, games. So, so um, I, I loved it. I mean, I I uh, look back at my career when I reflect. I mean, I, I I'm kind of raising kids now, but when I reflect, I mean, it was home to me. Um, being there for seven and a half years and the way I was treated and and the fans and the organization was top notch. Uh, you know, I I loved it. I mean. Obviously, there's always growing pains or, or when you, you know, young guy, I guess I was not young, but I was early in my career and, and, you know, it's just trying to establish yourself as an NHL player or try to at least. And, uh, New York gave me an opportunity and, you know, with the Peter Laviolette and, and the coaching staff there gave me an opportunity and, and, uh, you know, you just, I try to do the best I could do there. So, and I, I absolutely love living there. I loved everything about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. I'll tell you that. Uh, oh, now, you, you, I loved it. you played on the line with, with Alexa Yashin. Now, he came, uh, with much controversy to the Islanders, Jason. Um, <laughs> do, do you think he deserves the rap that okay. he's gotten from fans or, or <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> How would well, you put I it? it? Yeah. I love Yash. He was, he was awesome. I mean, you know, I, I played with him for, well, most of the year that, you know, my, obviously the year I scored 40 right. goals. The special year, but I played most of the year with him until he got hurt. And then, uh, we traded for Ryan Smith, which was a great acquisition and just a great person all around. And, um, then I kind of started playing on a line with him. Uh, like Yash cut his hand that year, um, which was unfortunate, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't, I guess for me, like I was a young, I wasn't young in age, but I was young in the league. And I mean, obviously playing against him, you know, knowing that he was in Ottawa and, and, you know, what he did there and, you know, the numbers he put up, you know, just to have him on our team was, was like, it was awesome. I mean, he was, he was a very, I mean, he was a great dude, mm -hmm. uh, on and off the ice. And I think, you know, sometimes he'd get, I don't know, criticized maybe inconsistency I guess is that that's a better okay. word for it, yeah <laughs> all right yeah. he was he was he was awesome I really enjoyed playing with him and playing on a line and being his teammate 
I met him over in Roosevelt Field Mall uh, one day, Jason, and uh, he was with his wife, and uh, he, he was kind of aloof, but she, she was great. She was very friendly, Carol. Is he still living? Long Island? Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm not sure, but uh, th- this was during the time when you guys were on, were on the team, and uh, th- there was a, a new store open in Roosevelt Field. I was over there, and uh, I said, "Oh, look, look, it's Alexa Yashin and Carol Alt." You know, so <laughs> I don't know if they ever got married. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, but yeah, I think he's. I actually think he's living in Russia now. He was the. I I heard he was coaching. He was coaching over there. I'm not sure, but uh, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll leave Alexei alone for now. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> uh, let's, I, I loved him. I mean, he was awesome. Good. He was awesome to me. I mean, I I remember when I uh, one one time I got a concussion really bad and I went to the hospital and he he was the first person there, so it meant a lot to me. Yeah. Sure. I understand that now. Uh, there was DPHO, Mark Parrish, all part of Team USA. You guys went over to Turin. Italy is where the Winter Olympics were that year, uh, 2006. How was it playing, uh, uh, representing the United States in the Olympic Games, Jason? Well, I mean, there's always, you know, things that you, dreams or, or things that you would be honored to do. And anytime you can put the United States, you know, represent your country, on a stage like that, you know, I played in the world championships a few times, but obviously the Olympics speak for itself. And anytime that you can represent your country on a stage like that, I mean, it's an honor. There's no question about it. And the guys that we had on our team, I mean, I remember going to Colorado for our training camp and you're just looking around and you have to pinch yourself because it's Chelios, Madonna, Brett Hall, or, you know, <laughs> all these guys. Right. It's like, holy, am I Am I really here right now? Yeah. <laughs> but oh, it was fun. I mean, we obviously fell short of, of our goal. But, I mean, for me, again, being a younger guy, and it, it was, I mean, it was a thrill of a lifetime, uh, obviously. And, and uh, you know, getting to share that experience with not only my family, but, you know, Ricky and, and uh, Mark Parrish uh, was, was even extra special. Right. Very, very special. You're right, Jason. Now, uh, your 100th goal, I, re- I remember that. It was at the Coliseum. Oh, by the way, have you been uh, to the new arena? No. I, I oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. I heard, it, I heard it spectacular. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. After being at the old barn for some, I mean, it was great when it first opened back in the, in the seventies and eighties, but uh, a little long in the tooth these days. But the, yeah, the new arena is tremendous, and and hopefully they'll get you back there. But do you remember your hundredth goal? Was it against Chicago? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, on the power play late in the third period, and that, that's how you did it. Yeah, no, I, I now, I, yeah, I do remember that actually. I mean, I, it's not like in retirement I'm watching video or, or highlight tapes all the time. Yeah, <laughs> on my kids, I wish my. I have a ten year old. I wish, I always say, I wish you could have seen me play. But yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, the Islanders, the whole organization, uh, you know, you know, rest in peace, Charles, and 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 everybody there behind the scenes, and they they were treated me so special. 
and it was it, it was hard to leave but um i have nothing but uh great memories yeah they, they, the they did not they, they uh you said you wanted to test the free agent market jason uh if they didn't resign you and they didn't that must have been tough well we just <laughs> well i mean they i mean we both tried to work out um, I, you know for me it's being there for seven years, I wanted to retire there. And, and, you know, so I was looking for a little longer term deal. Right. At the time, uh, whether I deserved it or not, I, I felt, you know, I was the longest Islander, active Islander, I should say, um, you know, being there. And I, I, I mean, I loved it. You know, I considered it at home and I wanted, you know, to play my remainder of my career there. And, you know, it just, the numbers didn't really add up and which was, which was fine. I mean, I have the utmost respect for, for the Islanders and, and Gar Snow at that time. And there was no hard feelings. And I still think the world of Garth and, uh, you know, unfortunately it just didn't work out. That's all right. It didn't work out with Garth either, Jason. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let him go too. We're speaking with Jason Blake tonight on sports talk, New York. Now, and, and I, I believe it was 2007, Jason, you get diagnosed with leukemia. I can't pronounce the exact uh, nomenclature of, of the strain that you had, but uh, cancer. How, how, yeah. how does that affect you? Well, I think if you mean now or, or back then. I no, I, I hope you're feeling good now, but back then, yeah, that no, had I, to hit you hard. Oh. Oh my God! Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, I still, have, I'll have it for the rest of my life. I still take the same pill I've been taking since I was diagnosed. But, oh God! Um, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where, you know, coming to a new city and 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 signing a, uh, you know, a deal, of, of a long term deal, and especially in the hockey market that Toronto has, and I mean, they were they were so great. Uh, you know, with me and, and for me on this, cause it was obviously devastating news. And, and, you know, when you found out, I found out at training camp, obviously, I mean, after, you know, you take your blood test and your, you know, for, and then you got to take a, a urine test, but that didn't have anything to do with it. But, um, it was a shock. I mean, it's, you, I, I guess there's no way to, no other way to put it. I mean, it, it rocks your world. And I have to, again, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs with, with the, the staff and the organization and everybody around it and the players, I mean, treated, I mean, they were so good to me. And, um, you know, obviously when something like that happens, you need the support of not only your family, but everybody around you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it was tough. My first year was a tough, tough goal in Toronto and, I think it was just more on the side of my health issues. And, uh, you know, you just, one day you'd feel good, one day you wouldn't feel good. And, I mean, there's, I'm not a, putting any excuses on it. It was just, it was a tough thing to do. I think, you know, mentally, physically, and emotionally, it was draining. And, you know, every day was a, a new day. And you just, with the support of my family and the team and, and the organization, and, they, I mean, they were, that's how I got through it that first year and it did go obviously as planned because I mean, I just came off, you know, having a big year and, and, and I, 
obviously didn't I didn't match or come even close to the expectations that that first year, and it was disappointing. But but uh, people may not know, Jason. You continued to play for the Le- the Leafs for the rest of the season. Yeah, I played I played the full season that year. Yeah, and that's one of the things I was proud of. I mean, I think people don't realize, you know, when I I, I mean I mean it's it's such a it's a it's a long time ago now, but you know my first two weeks three weeks of taking the medicine i lost 10 pounds 12 pounds in, the, in that first two weeks wow um from taking the medicine and that it was hard i mean it was hard but again i i, I don't want to put excuses on it or anything i just i i was very grateful and blessed and i and i owe the toronto maple leafs a, a huge thank you for for what they did for me with you know not only they stood beside me and all the players, but I mean, they were patient. And, and like I said, that year, unfortunately didn't go as, as expected. And right but at the end of the day, you know, I was, I had at the end of the day, I mean, and there's nothing you can do. Right. Yep. You did the best that you certainly could. Now you, you, you scored a considerable number of points that first year. But you, you struggled putting the puck in the net. Uh, you had over 300 shots on goal, which was a career high for you. You just couldn't light the lamp. Was it, was that due to the illness? No. <laughs> was, oh no. That was, more, <laughs> that was that was more mentally. I mean, I think you know. It's, I don't know. You know, everything. I think in pro sports or everything that you do, especially, I mean, I'm, I was a hockey player, so in hockey, confidence plays a big deal. And, you know, and then you're getting chances to score and they're not going in and, and you start squeezing the stick. And, um, you know, I, I'm just, it just didn't go in. I, yeah. don't, I don't think it was the, I mean, I, maybe it wasn't. Some nights I didn't feel as strong as I wish I would have, but I'm not going to, I wasn't one to use excuses. So. No, you're not. You know, and I think I, you know, and then getting through that year and playing all 82 games, and I think the following year, I, you know, I had a, I'd like to say like a bounce back year, um, which was, I think, good for my mental state. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, it sure does. Now they awarded you the the Masterson Trophy, which is a great award for folks that may not uh, be familiar with the Bill Masterson Trophy. Uh, obviously named after Bill Masterson, it's uh, given for perse- perseverance and uh, dedication to hockey through difficult times. And uh, with with Jason's cancer, he was certainly deserving of that award. And that must mean a lot to you having that Masterson Trophy, Jason. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember when. Well, I mean, I, I just when I found out I was a finalist or or up for the award, I should say. I mean, it was it it was emotional. I mean, the whole year was emotional. I mean, like I said, it was a it was a just draining. It, it was a long year, and uh, you know, when I found out that I was up for that. I mean, it, I mean, the emotions kept on running, and you know, I with the NHL and 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 you know, when I we went down there for the 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 NHL award show was in Toronto, and it was first class, and I mean. I was nervous when I gave my speech, though I will say that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. When you when you 
when I hugged uh, Adam Graves and uh, Cassie Campbell and I turned around and there was like four or 5,000 people staring at me, I got a little nervous. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, it was a, uh, yeah, I mean, I was very, like I said, throughout my career, I think when you when you look back a little bit on, on things that happened or, or, you know, whatever it was, I, I feel very fortunate and blessed that I got to play um, in the NHL and play as long as I did. And, you know, unfortunately I didn't win a Stanley Cup, but I got to do some cool things. And I mean, it's, it's, it's not every day that you can say you play in the NHL. And no. I was, I was one of those guys. So I, I was, like I said, I'm very grateful of that. We have Jason Blake with us tonight on the program. Now you went to Anaheim to play with the Ducks and, and shortly after that you, you hung them up. Uh, what, what told you it was time, Jason? Um, I think it was more family, I guess. I yeah. We just, I, you know, my daughter was 10, 11 years old and my son was eight and, or seven. And I don't know. It was just, we didn't know, like, yeah. And the thing, the lockout came that year. Like I worked out that summer hoping to, to play again. And the lockout came and I, and I, I mean, I think at the time, you know, we just, do I wish I would have played longer? Of course. Do I think I could have played at least another year or two or maybe stretch three? I think I can. I think I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for family purposes, I, I, I just called it a career. And I mean, obviously now I look back and I regret that decision, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's not you can do. Right. Yeah, no, you did fine. Now, let's talk about Jackson. Jackson was drafted, uh, drafted by yep. Carolina. He is playing for, uh, the University of North Dakota as well. Yep. Proud, that's a proud dad. How's, how's he doing? Well, they just, they lost this weekend, so they're done for the year. Wow. Um, they lost this, they lost to St. Cloud on Friday night. Um, they had to win Friday night to, well, they had to win all for the, it's the NCHAC, um, final four this weekend. So we would have to win Friday and probably maybe win Saturday to even get into the, you know, the regionals or, or the, the next, the next, next weekend. And unfortunately we lost to St. Cloud in overtime. It was a heck of a hockey game. And, but you know what? He had a heck of a year. He was named the rookie of the year in the NCHAC. And, you know, we got to play in the World Juniors this year, this year, and it's just, it's been another storybook year for him, and I hope he continues on the same path and just keep, keep plugging along. And, uh, hopefully, uh, make the National Hockey League like his dad. <laughs> well, I hope so. Yeah. But, that... um, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a ways to go. He's, he's got to get stronger and faster. He's 19 years old, and, but no, he's doing good. He's good. Doing really good. I, I, I watched him. The games were here in Minneapolis at the Excel Energy Center. So I was there Friday night. It was kind of emotional. Well, I mean, as a dad, you know, it was, we lost, they lost in overtime and the emotions started coming on because, you know, the season's over. Yeah. Uh, tough. But, uh, as you say, he's got, got his whole, his whole, uh, life ahead of him. And uh, yep. I think he'll do fine. What's keeping you busy these days besides staying healthy, Jason? 
Not a heck of a whole lot, to be honest with you. Good man. Uh, yeah, I, that's I, it. <laughs> well, I'm re- well, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm raising kids and I'm a single dad, so, um, that's about it, really. I, I got a 16 year old. My daughter just turned 16 a couple weeks ago and I have four kids. I got a 21, a 19, a 16, and a 10 year old. So my 10, 16 and 10 year olds keep me busy and, right. and, uh, and then I head down to, usually when I don't have my kids in the wintertime, I head down to Florida. So, um, gotcha. and get out of the, it's been so cold here and there's so much snow. It's, I mean, it's just been, it's been a miserable winter, but. Well, we, we've been lucky on the island here. It hasn't snowed that much at all. So we, we've been lucky. We escaped. Well, I, you know, I always loved the, the weather in New York. I mean, you get your cold spells, you get your, you get your, uh, snow. But I remember one, it was probably back in 2002, 2003. It was 80 degrees January, like New Year's. <laughs> yeah, it can do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that ain't happening in Minnesota, I can tell you that. No, 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 that's it. <laughs> it, might, it might be minus 80, but it's not going to be 80. Yeah. Well, Jason Blake, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for taking time out of your Sunday night to spend it with us back here on the island. We wish you all the best and the best of health. Take care of yourself, Jason, and we'll talk to you down the road. That sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. You take care and, and best of luck with Jackson. You know, so I had all those Islander fans. Will do. All right. Take care. That's Jason Blake, folks. That'll do it for me tonight on Sports Talk New York. I'd like to thank my guests one more time. Bill Melchioni and Jason Blake. Of course, my engineer, Brian Graves. And you guys for joining us. We'll see you next on April 2nd. Not April 1st, April 2nd. Till then, be safe. Be well. Bill Donahue wishing you a good evening, folks. The views expressed in the previous program did not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB.